This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for a free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, Season 5, Episode 33, Alpha Readers. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. And I don't want to read your book. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean by that, Howard? Well, uh, the pile of things that I the pile of things that I want to read right now is bigger than I am able to read, and so uh, I get requests all the time. You know, will you look at my comic? Will you read my manuscript? Will you you know look at my pitch? Whatever, Um, and. I, I don't have the time to put into it to do it to do it justice, and uh, there are other things that I enjoy more. Um, now that said, I'm in a writing group where I am, you know, alpha readers for uh, uh, Bob Defendi, Dan Wallace, and my readers. brother. You're multiple. I have. I am. Twice. Yeah. Well, I, there are multiple voices inside my head, and so uh, they they all get a vote. So this this immediately took a direction toward um, those wanting to send us your books. Um, Thank you, but we can't read them. But let me play devil's advocate here. That person who wants you to read their book, uh, or wants the famous person to read their book, may have heard the story that Kevin J. Anderson read Patrick Rothfuss's book when he was unpublished and handed it to his agent, and Patrick Rothfuss therefore got published. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, 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 the listener is saying, well, I want to make that happen. How can I make that happen? How do you respond to this person, Howard? Well, I'll respond to that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, a book as good as Pat Rothfuss's would have gotten published anyway. <laughs> you don't need to find a secret back door. Okay. Well, I mean, part you know, of the let me is... let me let me address it. Let me address it in a different way. Um, I, I don't know how Pat approached Kevin J. Anderson, but I'm pretty sure that if you approach Kevin J. Anderson at this point, he doesn't have time. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat. Pat found that window of opportunity and got in. Um, there are Pat people. Won, um, Writers of the Future, which is how it happened. <laughs> oh, or well, like that. <laughs> well, that's okay, an entirely See, different thing. that's that's not a back door at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, uh, if you want me to read your book, sometimes there are you know things that I need to have done, and we'll be talking at a convention, and we'll realize that some sort of business arrangement can be arrived at, and you know that's happened to me in the past. Now, don't come up to me. At conventions please start and say hey I have start, start offering me things <laughs> in exchange for reading your book um, but as you go to conventions and as you network mm-hmm. you will find that there are people who will be you know who are willing to be alpha readers for you because there's something that you in turn can do for them okay um, that's, a, that's a very good way to put it I mean a lot of these things where I see it happening it happens very organically uh, very few authors I know will just read a book that's been sent to them um, for the reasons you've explained. I mean, I used to try to do it. I really yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was when I was uh, much lesser known. Now I get requests like this every day. Um, and I can't read a book a day. Um, and if I'm going to pass something on to my editor, um, which I have done before, um, I did it with Dan's book. Um, it's a, something I have to really know intimately, and I have to really be familiar with the author as well. Um, I have to know that this is somebody that I can not just stand up for the book, but stand up and say, this is an author you really want to, to have in your stable because they produce consistently. I, I know this person personally. Um, for me, that's what it takes to get um, something passed on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like I want to help people, 
Um, I, that's one of the reasons why I teach my class. Um, I teach the class so that I have one method. Now, you may be saying, Brandon, I can't get to Provo. There's no way I can take your class. Um, and I say, yes, I know. I can only do it for a few that's people. That's why we broadcast 15 minutes worth of that class every week on the Internet. Yes. That, and then, that's well, one thing to bear in mind as well is that you know, we, all three of us um, pretty firmly believe in the principle of paying it forward. Mm-hmm. You know, We had people help us jumpstart our own careers. Yeah. And... And we want to be able to help others. The best way for us to do that is not for us to read every manuscript that is offered to us. Often what we do is we go to conventions and we talk. You know, we, we broadcast writing excuses. There's all kinds of things that we are able to do and that we love to do and will continue to do. Uh, so it's not that we don't want to help. It's that right. we don't... That, that, that's not the most efficient way for us to help. Yeah. I, I will read both people's books sometimes if they get published. And they want me to try and blurb it. I can do a lot more good blurbing your book yeah. than I can putting it to hands. Because honestly, the best I can do um, is to say to my editor, hey, this submission that someone sent you, you should pay better attention to this one. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys, honestly, he usually doesn't. Not because he <laughs> doesn't trust me, but because he's, he's you know, busy, overworked. Mm-hmm. He's got a ton of submissions, and he just forgets. Yeah. Um, but. Now, we've spent five minutes telling people how not to find three alpha readers who would probably be pretty good alpha readers if they could find them. How do you go about finding good alpha readers who can give you good feedback and help you improve your story uh, so that you have somebody to thank in the afterward? (laughs) This is hard. I'm going to tell you this guy straight out. Um, Getting good alpha readers in a good writing group or... let, Let me put some definitions here for you. This is how I use them. Writing group is people I workshop my, um, my book with week by week, setting them chapters. They are considered alpha readers. I have my alpha readers are my writing group, my editor, and my agent. And that is it. Maybe Emily, but she's part of my writing group. Um, my beta readers are people I send the book to in its complete form after my agent um, has seen it, after my writing group has workshopped it, to see the entire scope of the book and get back to me as just a reader giving feedback would. And so I have those two groups, and we can talk about both alpha and beta readers. Finding good alphas is really hard. Mm -hmm. Because alphas have to be able to see the book when it's not in its perfect form and see what you're trying to do with the book Betas, at least as I view them, are people who see the book in its near-complete form and then can react as a reader can. Alphas, for me, have to react as a writer does, not as a reader. Alphas have to be able to see the diamond in the rough right. and help help you decide where to make the cuts for a beautiful gem. If the beta readers see the diamond in the rough, all they see is the rough. Yeah, beta readers are the ones who look at the gem and you know, hold it up under the scrutiny of the, the little gem glass thing and uh, find flaws Here's in it. Here's a great metaphor for it. If you go watch, um, you get some DVDs of, um, of 3D animated um, DVDs. Mm-hmm. They'll often have cut scenes or what they call wireframes, early um, pre-rendered yeah. versions mm-hmm. of the characters bouncing along. People who are in, in animation who see these things immediately can imagine how it's going to look on the final screen. They don't see that and say, oh, it's crap. Beta yeah. readers are the type that would look at it and say, that's crap. You can't expect to release this. Alpha readers look at it and say, oh, his walk is off. Not this looks like crap because you haven't added his hair yet. That, that, that bear's walk is off. And so finding those people is tough. We'll talk about how to find them and how to be a good one. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. After we promo our book of the week. Our book of the week is The Dragon Factory by Jonathan May- Mayberry. It is the second of the Joe Ledger novels. The first one's Patient Zero that we talked about last year, I think. Uh, the Dragon Factory follows the same group of kind of paramilitary killers, I suppose, uh, taking down yet another group of insane scientists who are trying to destroy the world. Uh, The first one is a zombie novel. Dragon Factory is not. It takes it in an all-new direction. Very cool. I I actually liked it much more than Patient Zero, and I recommend it highly. That is The Dragon Factory by Jonathan Mayberry. Go out to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. You can uh, sign up for a 14-day free trial. Uh, Get... Uh, the Dragon Factory or Patient Zero or any number of other books um, one of which will be free uh, <laughs> for your free trial and uh, help support the podcast so that uh, um, we can keep you know buying donuts to feed ourselves <laughs> <laughs> it is a noble cause <laughs> okay so Howard how did you find your alpha readers um, I, I'll be honest with you. I really only have one good alpha reader, and that's Sandra, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I I'll write the script and I'll lay the script out in front of her, and it has no pictures in it at all right. yet. And understand, my scripts don't have any blocking yet. Uh, I just have panel boxes and dialogue, and I've shown some of you the panel boxes and the dialogue, mm-hmm. and you guys look at it and say, I, I I don't know what to make of this until I see the pictures. Sandra is enough steeped in the schlock mercenary universe that she's got a pretty good idea what I, what it is I'm going to draw. I'm standing right there with her while she reads it. And so my alpha reader process with Sandra is, hey, hon, I've got uh, some scripts for you to read. And she reads them while I watch her facial expressions. And if she looks puzzled, if she looks confused, I've probably done something wrong. Um, if she laughs, then, you know, it's, it's awesome. And if she thrusts them back at me and says, I want more right now, then I'm in great shape. Um, let, let me give you guys a few, uh, few things to look for when looking for alpha readers. Um, first off, I'll make the mention that some people don't use them. Um, and we talked about this in our, our podcast on writing groups. You can go listen to that. Um, for some people, having alpha readers just doesn't work. Uh, that's not part of the process for them. I find them invaluable. Um, but... Something, some things to look for. Number one, these should be people who can look at the book you're writing and can see what you're trying to do and give you advice on how to do that, not give you advice on how to turn the book into something they would like. Mm-hmm. That is perhaps the hardest thing to find in an alpha reader. And even established writers I know who will go in writing groups will often say, well, I don't like this type of book. And then their comments are all kind of nudging the book toward being a different type a book of book. that they would like. Yeah. And that's really hard to not do. 
Well, and you have to be careful as well with, with advice at all from an alpha reader because, you know, you, you're the one who is the writer for your book. Right. You're the one who knows how to fix it. And so the advice that I love to get from my alpha readers is this works, this doesn't work, uh-huh. this is my reaction to it. And then I can take that information and go, okay, if this isn't working, I know how to fix it. Yeah, Sandra has been in, uh, in Brandon, she's been in your writer's group, mm-hmm. and she's in this writer's group with, uh, with me and a few others, um, and she and I talked about the differences, and I think that the writer's group I'm in right now is sort of a young wine. <laughs> it, needs, it needs time to age and mature, uh, because you know, all of us are still working on being good alpha readers for each other. Uh, and what I've found is that you know, my role in the writers group is to temper everything that's said so that everybody who is in the writers group keeps on writing. Because mm-hmm. fundamentally, for <laughs> fundamentally for that group of people, that's the most important no, thing that can happen. That's point number two. That really is an important point. You need to find alpha readers who give you the type of feedback that is useful for you, and not everybody. The same type of feedback is not going to help every person. Some of you, some people need encouragement in the right mm-hmm. way. Some people need to be ripped to shreds. We all say we want to be ripped to shreds, but what we mean is we want to be ripped to shreds in the right way that's helpful to us, not the way that makes us not right anymore. Um, yeah. And so there is a personality thing, and it's really tough because sometimes you can get along really well as friends, and yet when it comes to critiquing one another's work, it doesn't work because you give feedback in different ways. Um, I've consistently found that I really like being in a writing group with Dan because we are hard on each other. But what the things he says make my books better invariably. Um, and this is really important to me to have people in my writing group that are like this. They give feedback in the right type of way. Um, and they can call me on my crap. But there are people who call me on my crap that call me on my crap in the wrong way. And I'm not even sure how to describe it. Um, it's just that they call me on the wrong way and immediately turns me into a, no, you're wrong. And I'm just not going to change this just to spite you. Um, and that's just a different method. Of and are those people still in your writing group? No. Um, these well, are there people you go. that I get out of writing groups with. Yeah. Brandon and I have been in a writing group together more or less for, what is it now? 11 years? Yeah. 12 years? Oh, oh, wow. And there's been, you know, many that's people coming and going. Married. And, yeah. uh... You know, we, we won't name any names, but there have been some people that were horrible fits for that yeah. writing group. And, and not because they were bad writers, but no. because they didn't, they didn't think about writing the same way we did, I guess is a way of putting it. Yeah. They didn't give the kind of feedback we needed. And frankly, we did not give the kind of feedback no. that they needed. We gave bad uh, we, feedback we, we to were, certain people. We, we gave some horrible feedback to some yeah. people, including my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's managed to get published in spite of our help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> Curses. Okay, I'm going to throw out one more uh, uh, okay. person to avoid as an alpha reader, at least for me, mm-hmm. is the proofreader. Yeah. And most of us have a friend who reads a lot and says, why don't they ever proofread the books? I find spelling errors all the time. And then you say, well, I'm writing a book and they want to read it. That's great for a beta or maybe even a gamma read. But that kind of person is not going to give you, in general, the feedback you need from an alpha because yeah. it, they're going to give very nitty gritty your grammar is wrong batteries yeah. don't work this way you know that kind of stuff where what you're looking for in an alpha is a broad how is my character arc you right. know do you like this plot does it make sense the best alpha readers that the things that they have done let me just list off some things that they have done um way of kings if you've read it my alpha readers in my writing group um were able to show me that um when i was doing characters wrong 
I loved these characters. Everybody loved these characters, and yet the book was not working. Um, and I eventually had to rip out in um, in Way of Kings Dalinar half of his personality. Um, and refocus him and put in Adolin, who's another separate character, to voice a completely different side of the story, to make who he was not schizophrenic, but to make yeah. who he was relatable and have another person voicing another opinion. And this Adolin as a viewpoint character, he's got like five or six chapters in the book, which is not insignificant, only existed because the writing group kept saying, I can't get a handle on this character. Every other um, chapter, he seems like he's feeling something different. He feels very inactive because he's an, um, always arguing with himself. Um, and um, and that was something I couldn't get without the alpha uh, readers reading it. Um, the alpha readers, my agent and editor, will often tell me this part of your world is unsubstantial. It is it needs more work on it. Or they'll say this character is distracting from the plot. Um, a lot of times I've talked a lot. I've actually posted on my website deleted scenes where I cut out a character, and you can go read those scenes and say, wow, this is what. Brandon's agent told him to do, and my agent was right. It required removing a character. This is fundamental stuff that's really important, and I need people who understand writing in the right way to be able to achieve this. I see. I'm, I can function as an alpha reader. Uh, I am a much better beta reader. I love reading prose and looking at places where... Boy, that that prose right there, that really needs to be punched up. I wanted to feel, you know, I wanted to feel this way at the end of that sentence, and I can see how you're shaping this, and you just haven't wordsmithed that right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that the phrasing, it's not that the wording is awkward, it's that um, it needs to suck less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an entirely different kind of yeah. feedback. It's, it's entirely the, kind. Of, yeah. What's funny is that the writing group I'm in now, we will move from... Uh, you know, discussion of the you know the broad strokes, the character arc, the uh, you know issues with the setting, issues sure. with uh, you know world building that you know underpinnings that are broken. Um, you know, clear into points where wow, this chapter is working great. I love this chapter. I am now in beta reader mode. Um, this paragraph right here, knock my socks off. Um, I mean, rewrite this paragraph so it does that, because right now it doesn't. <laughs> let, um, let me, before we end, we really need to give some advice on how to find these people. Um, yeah, we're going I, a little bit over, but let me, let me give you a few quick pieces of advice. Um, number one, it's going to be a process. You're not just going to magically find them. Mm -hmm. Go to some con cons and go listen to the writing track. Um, go to the writing track. See if they have any sort of workshopping thing that happens. Try to take a class. Um, try to find people with you know similar interests who are also writers. Form a writing writing group. Even just stand up and say, I'm forming a writing group. Anybody want to be in one? You will form that writing group. Go into it expecting that some of these people are not going to work out for you. Get Dedicate some time to it. Do it for a year and then let it collapse. Yeah. Take um, Contact the people who worked really well with you and try and form a new writing group and see if they know anybody. Bring in some new people and do this as a process across... Across, um, across yeah. several, there's, several there's, years. There's like, Brandon Sanderson's. There's Brandon Sanderson's uh, writers group version of Machiavelli's The Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, it's true. And and like we said, Brandon and I have been in writing group for about twelve years, and that's what we've done is just very slowly refined it and refined it um, to to be what we needed to be. Everybody who is in my current writing group, um, I met. 
I say everybody. Okay, not everybody. Uh, two of them I met at local conventions, and the fact that it was a local convention meant that they were also local. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have had long discussions with them about books that we loved and books that we're working on you know, long before we got together and started doing a writing group. Uh, and then, you know, the other people, my brother, a couple of people I've role-played with, these are people that I'm familiar with. And even with that... Like I said before, the writers' group is is young wine. It needs to mature. It yeah. needs to grow into things. But I think we've got the right people in it, and we're we're very fortunate in that let, regard. Let me let me give as a, as a final note two quick online resources. First of all, the NanoRima website uh-huh. is a fantastic way to find writers because it is broken down not only by region but by state and then by city in a lot of cases. And so you can get on there. Obviously, it's best in November, which is coming up in six months. Uh-huh. But uh, so close, e- even year round. There, there's people on there and you can use it as a way of contacting each other. So the other thing is we have our own um, reading excuses uh, which is so on timewastersguide.com in the forums. Scroll down to the bottom, look for reading excuses which is essentially an online writing group put together by fans of this podcast and that's another way you can find uh, great writers online and, and maybe hook up some kind of writing group or alpha readership. Okay, I'm going to do our uh, writing prompt. Um, and if you didn't hear me coughing furiously after Jordo uh, um, muted my mic, I have a cold still. Um, so I'm going to uh, give you the writing prompt of um, people who get possessed um, catch colds, and that's why we catch colds, is anytime you have a cold, you're possessed. Um, okay. And go from there. Gesundheit. It means all new things. This <laughs> has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storytellers' stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, and a couple of other things like... Do you want to do a one-on-one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus. 